once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Thank you for that introduction, Mr. Ward. My name is Wardy Ward. I'm going to be your crew captain on this fantastic voyage today. Once again, I suggest that everybody get in, sit down, and hold on tight because it's about to go down. On this episode, we don't sip tea, we drink Hennessy. And before we get started, do your boy a solid and smash that like, subscribe, and follow button. That helps us to help you help us help everybody. You feel me? On a special note, the What's Up Award episode is being brought to you by our new sponsor, Emiru Skincare Products. Their products can be located at www.emiruskincare.com. If you want healthy, radiant, younger-looking skin from plant-based products, please check them out. On this episode, I'm going to have my co-host with me, Ms. Tacola Skates. She'll be in the air chair with us, and it's going to be a really good show. On this podcast, there's two things you guys should definitely know by now. Number one, Wardy Ward, love the kids. And number two, everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know yours. With that being said, our in-studio guests today certainly fit this criteria. Today, we're going to hear from Private from Indiana and Malik from Ohio. Our topic is going to be dating, but especially interracial dating. So let's go ahead and meet these people, if you don't mind. Let's start out with uh, Private. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, I am originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, moved here to Indianapolis, Indiana in 2004. So I've been a resident since then. Um, I'm divorced and I have two adult children. Wonderful. Okay. Malik, if you will. Hi, everyone. My name is Malik Strong. I was born in Toledo, Ohio, and I moved down to Cincinnati in 2013 to go to UC for college, majored in criminal justice, graduated in 2017, um, back now to get my master's in IT, and I have no children. I currently work at a courthouse. All right. Tacola, did you want to say anything or just want to just jump into it? Oh, go right ahead. I'm just sitting here being oppressed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, guys, let's get into this. We know that uh, during slavery times that uh, white men couldn't get enough of that chocolate, or should I say black women? Because there are so many light-skinned people in the world today, and that's okay. Next, we went through a, a stage that's called Jim Crow, which made it hard for black people for many reasons, but especially if a person of color wanted to marry somebody else. Little history note here, many states had laws that strictly forbid relationships until 1967. You guys have never heard of that movie, Loving versus Virginia? That was actually a true movie. And that victory changed the laws for made interracial dating legal. But believe this or not, up until 22 years ago, Alabama was the only state that still outlawed interracial marriage. That's crazy. Doesn't seem that long ago. So let's just ask, start this off with some basic questions. What are our views on interracial dating? Do you guys, are you guys okay with it? Do you think it's wrong? Is it taboo? Or where are we at on this? Malik, you want to start us off? Sure. I think the concept of interracial dating is a very beautiful thing 
for my example, I, uh, for prime example, for myself, I'm in a interracial relationship right now. Right, right now, my girlfriend was born in China, hmm. and she was adopted and brought here to America um, when she was shortly after she was uh, she was born. And I think the concept of like having someone who is from a completely different culture and from another part of the world meeting me, who grew up black in Ohio, and us having wildly different backgrounds can still mutually find love i think is a very beautiful concept and a very beautiful thing um so i am all for it when it happens naturally absolutely what about you private what's your views on it um yeah i've i've tried to date uh interracially before but um yeah i don't have no problems with it with other people it's just yeah Okay. Have you ever saw an interracial couple and kind of look like, hmm, why is she with him or why is he with her? Have you ever thought that? No. Okay. No. All right. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So how did you meet the uh, last person you dated, Private, uh, who was uh, of another nationality than you? Um, The last you said that was outside my race. Yeah. Oh, on um, Match. Oh, oh, Match.com. That, that, Oh, the dating site. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Then we have to swipe right, left, up and down, and circle, whatever. That no, it's, mm. they send. They just look at your, you know, pictures, and then they send you a message. Okay. So, so how did it go? He, you, you swiped, and he swiped, and y'all liked <laughs> each other. And then you just call. I mean, I've never tried. I never heard it. Just kind of talk me through that. No, you. They just send you a message, and you can respond or you cannot respond. So I responded back, mm-hmm. and uh, we just you know just started messaging each other back and forth until we get to the point where we're comfortable enough to exchange phone numbers and then after that then we called each other and talked and then you just set up like a meet and greet to meet out you know public somewhere and how did that first date go um it was okay it it was it was okay we just you know you basically just talk and (laughs) get to know each other kind of like an interview yeah and um so physically, we both, um, you know, were attracted to each other and the conversation was good. And um, so we continued on from there. But then me personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up, you know, in, you know, a black home, it was just some of his comments. It just kind of was like, I don't know. That's kind of. What did he, he say to kind of threw you? Hello. <laughs> For instance, one time he had called me and I was, me and my family, um, we were having game night. So we, well, not even game night. We was just playing uh, softball. We had a picnic. Okay. And so he called and he was like, hey, you know, how are you? I was like, hey, how are you doing? And um, so we chatted for a little bit. And then um, I said, well, um, well, we're get, I'm getting ready to eat. And um, I said, we're all getting ready to eat. So I'm going to call you once I leave here. He said, oh, okay. And then he mentioned, he asked, was we having chicken and watermelon? Mm-mm. So I paused and I'm like, <laughs> it, I was just like, <laughs> he was like, no, 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 no. He said, I'm, he started naming different. I was, you know, so it was, I was like, I didn't know, you know, it, it was yeah. just very uncomfortable. And I'm like, why would you? are we having chicken and watermelon? I, you know, I was like, so what, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah. And he immediately knew, like, 
Oh no, 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 no. I was so yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just like a couple of instances like that that I was kind of like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. Mm-hmm. So it's so, a hard so- one to come back from. Yeah, for him, you don't, you don't come back from that. <laughs> no, he's, he's done. Uh-uh. But see, I kind of think that maybe he didn't really mean anything negative by it. Maybe he just was like genuinely saying. Maybe he thought that black people really like chicken and watermelon because I mean that that whole well, Popeyes he thing. He's, he said that at you know at their you know family gatherings, you know that that's what they have. But I'm like, but why? Why would you just even? Act? I mean, what what was the point of even asking? What are we having? It's chicken and watermelon. It's a picnic, you know. Most people have hot dogs, and hamburgers, and chips. You know why you can't? Why is we have a chicken and watermelon? Hmm. Did he say he had dated someone black before? Before you? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I can't recall. I can't he recall. To, he had to have if he if he if he matched with you. No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. He could have been just, you know, just, you know, because some people, they just see, you you know, your pictures or something. And they're like, oh, she looks interesting. And they read your profile and feel like, you know, you have some things in common. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. But I know that two weeks ago, I recently met a guy in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so he started talking to me. He was white. And so um, I started you know, we were having a conversation and it went all good until he asked me, you know, um, well, I told him my name. I said, my name is Private. He said, oh, okay. And he was like, that's different. And then he asked me, um, are you from Africa? Oh, you a magnet for I these dudes, aren't you? I was like, oh, I didn't know how, I'm like, am I from Africa? Hmm. Um, you know, so maybe, I, I maybe he just meant does your name have like an African origin because it's not like what he used to, like a Jessica. He's like, oh, like any other regular name he might have been used to. Yeah, that's two for two for her right there. This white man <laughs> may not be for you. Hispanic <laughs> or something else. Why was well, you know, that was the first time I had ever experienced somebody asking me, "Was I from Africa?" Because my name usually I get. Is it French? Does it have French meaning? Um, is Label it biblical? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I get more people it's asking me, French. is is it French? Then that was the very first time, you know, I had somebody, are, are you from Africa? And I'm like, oh, wow. Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It might, uh, I don't know if it, it's, it's not super important to the story, but can you roll it back a bit? I've never... <laughs> successfully heard of people finding love at the grocery store so what did he say to you exactly <laughs> i've always been curious about what people how the game works at the grocery store i've always been well, curious was, about it, but what did he say to get you what aisle was it in this is walmart <laughs> so she could have had on pajamas or anything so go ahead I'm just saying I, I never go to the store with pajamas. <laughs> okay all right, all right. No. Or, walmart's or relaxed I don't do house shoes, bonnets, pajamas, though. Okay, um, okay. So what was his pickup line that got you? Besides the whole um, African thing. We were in the cereal aisle. Oh, there you go. And I it. was looking for my cereal. And mm-hmm. I once I picked it up, and that's how I started. He was like, oh. He was like, how? He said, I've, I've seen that. Is that good? And I was mm. like, yes, this is like my fourth box. I keep coming back and getting it. And then that's how like we addiction. started the conversation. Mm-hmm. What cereal was it? It was banana strawberry Cheerios. 
That's a lot. Okay, all right, all right. Banana <laughs> strawberry Cheerios. That yes, they are the bomb. You can't even. They won't. That cereal never gets soggy, so I don't even know what that is. But anyway, mm. so so he then that y'all just kind of started a relate. Uh, did you date this guy from that, or did that not go? Oh anywhere? no 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 no. When he, I mean, I kind of after he said the African was I from Africa, I kind of like exited. I think he was he was interested. But you know, maybe it was me. Maybe I'm just, you know, but it was just I'll just when he asked, you know, is that African? I'm like, okay. Let me let me ask you this probably before we jump on Malik. Did do you have any kind of preconceived notions about uh, or hesitations about dating a white guy? Yes. If so, what were they? <sighs> That they smell like wet dogs. Um, <laughs> you mean in the rain or no, just anytime? It's, it's, the, it's the same stereotypical things that they probably think about us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get past you know, that. Well, sort of, that, yeah. that the sex isn't good. That you know they're the men have small penises. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, just the typical. You know, they don't know how to cook. They don't season. Wow. Um, you you be thinking all this on a date? You're looking at like No, 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 no. I'm just okay, saying yeah. all the preconceived yeah. things that I think about their race. Yeah. That, that's a good point because I didn't really think about people thinking about those. I guess at some point you do need to address those issues. But obviously you you've grown past it and you said you know you can do it if the person is, is a good match, right? Not trying to send yes. a shout out to match anyway, but I'm just saying. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, Malik. Let's talk to you, man. Okay. So, how did you meet your woman? And, and, and was it Target? Did you meet her? No, it was not at Target. Okay. <laughs> Although it sounds like a prime spot, apparently. Um, <laughs> I met, I met, uh, I met my woman volunteering at the university. Okay. Actually, we were both orientation leaders, and um, we they have a segment for new orientation leaders. When you come back, you can have the alumni come back and be a part of the interview process. So we both ended up volunteering that one day and we met then. And then um, about a year later, she was having this women's drive where she was collecting women's hygiene products across the county and like yes. giving them to women's centers, which was really cool. And I DM'd her and I was like, hey, my courtroom would love to like advertise this and be involved with that. So um, I asked her if she could send us send the courtroom some flyers, and she did. Mm-hmm. And about a month later, I uh, reached out to her again and asked her if I could give an interview her and ask her how it went. And I did that. And then sometime after that, I uh, asked her out for coffee, and then it was we started seeing each other. So it's Very been about a, coming up on a year. Uh, this December, it'll be about a year. Yeah. So when you were reaching out, did you have that intention all along that? No, originally it was all professional. I know it sounds like mess now, but like it was all professional originally. It just yeah. turned out after talking to her for a little bit, I was like, she is amazing and I have to see where this goes. So, mm-hmm. shot my shot. Okay. Yeah, so that seemed like that's pretty good. You guys had a lot of stuff in common, obviously, when, when you talked to her. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We, uh, well, going to uh, both being like involved students at the university, we just had so many things that we already been involved with and had so many found out we had inter, uh, interlapping friend groups it just turned out to be we had a, a a lot to talk about we also had a lot of things that were different which is which uh, works out because i mean you just learn things along the way that you uh for example food she just makes all these different foods all the different chinese origin foods that i just hadn't tried before like i really found were uh, really good just things you don't 
are different from you, but end up becoming a part of you along the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So was she the first uh, Chinese person that you had dated, obviously? And, yes. and, and before her, what was, uh, what was your last girlfriend's nationality? Before her, I was, well, before her, I was on the apps and that's a whole experience, <laughs> similar, I guess, to match.com. So there's yeah. a lot of unofficial things that were going on for several years. Uh, the last official relationship I had was, uh, I guess, I think it was between 2017 to, it lasted about, almost about two years. So okay. beginning of 2019, maybe. Um, or maybe even shorter than that, actually. And uh, that was with a, a, a white woman. Okay. And after that, I saw some people through apps, different different backgrounds from there for a couple of years. Okay. How, how was that uh, that you dated the white girl? I'm, just, I'm curious about this because my nephew, he, uh, he said he only dates white girls. And he's African-American mm. as well. He said, I only date white girls because one time I dated a black girl. She got mad, punched me in the nose. And I said, I'll never date another mm -hmm. white girl again. And to this day, and that was in third grade. He's like 30 oh. now. And he's, oh, he's never done it. So is there, is, and again, I'm totally okay with anybody dating whoever they want, but I'm just, I want to know the process. So what was it like when you dated the white world? Cause I know it's a lot of uh, caring issues going around there. How do you deal with those? Or did you have to deal with that? I fortunately in that relationship, um, she was very socially aware. Okay. Uh, very socially cognizant of the struggles of minorities. She took it upon herself to educate herself on what was going on in the world and of people who are different than her. So that was incredibly valuable. However, yes. uh -oh. <laughs> there, I, so I will say that I never had an issue with talking about race with her or going through about, you know, talking about things that are happening in the world with her. But I have seen, um, like for four months, I remember seeing a woman who I met off an app. She was white and the 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 issue comes in when you date someone outside your race communication is the biggest issue because when you're dating when i'm dating if i'm seeing someone who's black it's just like it's so much easier to have conversations about what's going on because you're talking about it from the same side of the street mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you're both observing it yeah. of the, the thing that's going on but when you are dating someone from a different race it's like you're explaining the neighborhood first before you're explaining the the scene that's happening yes. across the street. Right. Um, and with that being said, I, I remember having so many conversations with this girl that I was seeing off the app where it's just like, I, I, I feel like, first of all, there were conversations happening that I was never ready for because she would bring up race at unusual times. Wow. Um, and I say that to say that, I mean, for example, one time I remember I woke up one morning, I was just like, went straight to my laptop to do some homework and then she woke up and it's like 8 30 it was like super early on mm -hmm. a saturday and yeah. she just kind of rolls over and she goes i'm like i have my laptop just typing and she goes so what's it like to be called the n-word and i was like whoa whoa wait a minute it's mm. first of all it's ah. not even 9 a.m and i gotta yeah. explain the last 400 years of racism <laughs> like <laughs> like what are you asking for me right now there's a, that's just yeah. a question that can come up obviously it can come with a lot of like uh uh, trauma or anything, you know, you have to explain yeah. a lot. It's not a very mm -hmm. quick thing. From her perspective, I can I can see what she was trying to say. She was trying to gain a gain an understanding of something she will never be able to experience. But at the same time, that's like a that's just not something you just open up with. Mm -hmm. it, that, that has to be it has to be natural. Yeah, absolutely. Now, were you her first black boyfriend? 
Uh, yeah, I was. Well, I wouldn't even call it a boyfriend, but yes, I was the first. Okay, a situationship. Person that he okay. Had seen romantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how did? Uh, so you said you met her off the app too. I'm I'm fascinated by these apps. I'm I'm old school. I, I never even know how that stuff works. That so that really works, huh? You just swipe it. In. Does. Wow. You so just, you just swipe. I mean, there's there's some apps are coming. They have their different uh, nuances and um, environments of what the expectations are. I feel like Tinder is more of like a hookup app, but like there's ones like Hinge or Bumble that are more so for people who are specifically looking for relationships, long-term relationships. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Private, back to you. Um, did you ever talk to your parents about the uh, your interracial dating experiences? If, if so, how did they feel about it? Um, back in high school, I did. He was Indian and white mm-hmm. and they were not um, in agreement with it just put it that way they yeah they <laughs> don't bring them over here to the house mm-hmm. um, yeah like no did, did that make you more determined to to want to be with them or did you still sneak no, a film I just I just well I was 18, so I didn't have to sneak, mm. but I, he just wasn't welcome over to the house. But I was welcomed by his family. Oh, okay. Like, they were very welcoming. They were, his mom loved me, his sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when I was, so I've spent the majority of my time at his house. Okay. Yeah, okay. he so, could. So y'all actually were dating at that point then, I think? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Why did y'all break up? Um, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. That was so long ago. Okay. So that was before you had all those preconceived ideas about the wet dog smell and all that. that this was, this <laughs> yes. was all before that, right? Okay. Just, yes. Just, this was, <laughs> yes. Okay. This was when I was younger. Yes. I was 18. So. Okay. But Malik, did you have any reservations about bringing home someone of a, of a different color? Uh, yeah, when I was younger, for sure, because in my family, I have a pretty large family. My sis, my uh, mother has several, like, I'm thinking, like eight brothers and sisters. Ooh, so of all of them, though, they had all everyone is in a black relation. It's all black family. Like, it's all black family. So it was kind of wild to think of being the one to bring home someone of a different race, because just not what we saw at our, any of our family reunions. So I think in high school is when I first started seeing uh, a white woman for the first time. And I was kind of being kind of secret and dodgy about it. (laughs) And at some point, my older brother, he just like let it rip at the dinner table one time. He was like, yeah, so Malik's dating a white girl. And then I was just like, whoa, (laughs) I thought I expected some sort of huge, like I was like, Malik, what you doing? So I expected some sort of huge backlash from my parents, but (laughs) they were just like, we don't, we don't care. Like, we don't care who you who you love or who you like or bring home. Like, just, we just want to see them. We just want to see who you're with. That's all we care about. If they're nice to you, that's all we care about, which is fantastic and very uh, supportive. I know that's not the same in every household, but I, I lucked out for sure. Mm-hmm. And they and they were, they were super supportive. I think, except 
Except my my grandmother, oh. however, she um, <laughs> my grandmother, she was she you know she she was old school, so she was just like she didn't care either. But she said um, after she found out, she was like, so um, you you didn't find any black ones you like? And I was like, grandma, she was like, well, Gram- no, grandma, nobody. Like, <laughs> come on, come on now. <laughs> I've changed. Right. Yeah. So, have you ever dated a black girl, Malik? Yes. Okay. Is there any differences that you found between the two? Um, you could be real. It's just us three. Yes. Three. I mean, well, between between, uh, I would say between minorities in general and white people for sure. I think that um, there's more perspective building in any minority relationship. I think with the other black with black relationships, it's communication is easier on external subjects not specifically on the internal of your relationship but on talking about external things it's easier because you're coming from the same side dating other minorities that are not black is really interesting because you learn so many different perspectives of the same scenario and then dating um uh not like dating white people is really interesting because well it's it's very different because i feel like i'm doing more explaining of why i think the way i do rather Mm -hmm. than just saying you know trying to share it i feel like i'm more explaining it um mm-hmm. it's not as a con- contributive conversations when it comes to external things or things going on in the world it comes more of like a i feel like i'm doing more of a ted talk than yeah. having a positive <laughs> conversation you know right yeah yeah that, that's interesting do you feel like that um you see color when you're out with um people of another color like a most places we work are predominantly white. I, for example, I work with like DCS now, and I was at a, I was at a trial with one of my clients the other day, and so we were sitting out there. You know, this whole Kanye thing is going on, get get everybody thinking everything. So I'm sitting there, and I seen the judges on the wall. This is huge wall. Every single one of them was white. I was like, not that it was a problem, but I was looking, and then we went in a room. It is the problem. Yeah, and then it kind of went. It was a real quick case. They looked at him and they said, blah, blah, blah. And we was out and I was like, hmm. So I was wondering, when you're in those situations, do you feel like that you're the go-to person sometimes for other, like we got to represent all black people with our behavior, with, you know, just our essence, everything. Do you feel like that? Definitely. Um, I definitely feel that because it's, it's, it's interesting that you said that example about the courtroom because in the courtrooms that I've worked in, I've worked in several courtrooms over the last couple of years, people, the public noticed that when mm. they walk through the courthouse and they see like the pictures of like previous judges or like anything like that, when they walk into their courtroom, they're already full of anxiety and they're yes. thinking like, I don't see anyone who looks like me around yep. in places in positions of power in this courthouse. And they're that only fills them with more anxiety about what's going on, even if they're in there for like a speeding ticket. They're like, right. I'm kind of nervous to be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I feel like over time, I have a couple different pockets of like white friend groups. And I feel like I end up being if you all can recall during 2020, during like the social uprising, what was happening, um, a lot of people were reaching out to like their minority friends to kind of like check on them or like talk to them about what's going on. I feel mm-hmm. like I was that guy for a lot of my white friends where they kind of just wanted to 
talk to a black guy to kind of like you know feel you know make me feel good maybe or like yeah. talk to about what's going on about what racial injustice and whatnot as if i haven't known about it my whole life but they just found out about it in 2020 <laughs> and yes. yeah i just feel like i yeah i was i was that guy for a lot of people and i had to like put on you know have so many conversations or like I feel like when I go into a lot of places, especially when I'm in the courthouse, I have to speak a certain certain way, dress a certain way to make sure I don't come off or mm-hmm. perceived as like the angry black man or anything like that. I have to like have that persona with me at all times and Absolutely. be that guy for so many people. Um, so yeah, the pressure is on for sure. I feel that every day. Yeah. What about you, Pravet? How's it for you and your work environment? Um. Well, it's more uh, African-Americans um, in my work environment than there are white people. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, <clears throat> my next question I have for you guys is how does religion uh, come into it when you guys are dating? Is that a deal breaker for you if you meet someone who's a, a Buddhist, uh, a Catholic or a voodoo worshiper, whatever they call it? Is that a deal breaker for you guys? How does religion start? We'll go with you private first. Um, an atheist, definitely a, a deal breaker. Um, but it all depends, uh, on what their religion is. Like mm-hmm. I said, if, if they are just don't believe in God, period, mm-hmm. then, um, that's where, you know, it's, it's a deal breaker for me. Okay. What about you, Malik? I don't think that religion would be as much of a deal breaker. For me. I think I, atheists would definitely make me raise some eyebrows. I would be very curious to see. Because the thing is, for some of the, the atheist people that I know, it's I think there's a difference between you deciding that you don't want to have any type of relationship with God versus you putting down other people's relationship with God is a huge distinction. Um, that's, the big, that's the biggest difference. Um, religion has never come up as an issue in the past but i feel like i've always dated people who are just either christian um actually i'm pretty sure everyone i've dated has always been christian for the most part actually no that's 100 100 every single one has been christian so i don't think i've ever (laughs) encountered an issue or or a situation where i've been of a different religion but i don't think i don't think it would be a deal breaker for me so far okay uh my next question uh well you don't have any kids yet have you and uh, your your uh, fiance talked about parenting styles, and do you think that would be an issue for me? Yes. Um. Uh. Me and my girlfriend. No, we have. We'll. We have talked about parenting styles, um, and we agree on a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um. I have this mentality of. So my last name is Strong, and I have this mentality of. Uh, wanting to instill in my children uh, some meaning behind the name strong. Like I wanted to create this environment where being strong means you have to be strong for others that can't be strong for themselves. Mm. And she is just like all in for that. Like she is down for all those types of things. We've talked about um, our own parenting styles that we've received from our own parents and things we would love to take, things we would love to like take out. Mm-hmm. Uh, things we love to add and we've been in agreement with a lot of like how we want to celebrate holidays or how we want to go about um distributing punishment that's not like physical beating like i'm sure we're all probably familiar with receiving at some point oh yeah yeah um, yo we got whooped we used to get whooped but no we're probably gonna lean towards not that <laughs> in yeah. the future yeah uh, I, so yeah i find a lot of times that each generation tends to flip-flop 
like my parents' generation, uh, my my mother's mother, I remember she used to get pretty good. She told us, you know, she said she would throw a pickle at her or hit her with a switch or yeah, every you made whatever she had, it was going down. And so then my parents, they didn't really, um, I guess, whoop us that much. Maybe twice. I think I got two whoopings in my life, and I still question one. But but therapy wow. has helped me. I'm good now. But uh, yeah, so, and then with my kids, I didn't have to do all that disciplining. I, I did more of a, uh, I, I kind of talked to them. So to your example, like if you go out there and you stay out past your curfew, and I told you to be home by 10 o'clock and you don't come home, what do you think it happened? Well, you probably locked me out. Yeah, that probably might happen. So we might not want to try. I was more like that guy. And I, I would do it. Like they one time they had to sleep outside in the car. It never happened again, but I had to stick to my guns. So I just wonder what parenting styles, like what, what type of parenting style did you have for that? Were you were a more lenient parent or were you that one that go pick his switch and meet me in the kitchen? Oh, that I did for my children or my, or my parents did both for me. Both. Well, my, oh, I got whoopings with a switch, a belt, a stitching cord, oh. um, mm. <laughs> right. house shoe. Um, but for me, yes, I used to, Yes, I would spank my children uh, with a belt, you don't have and a... they would be on punishment. Hmm. So you they can't got really punishment. do that now, right? Get like your grandkids. You can't really whoop them now like that now. I don't think can you? Oh, I, I spank their hands, spank their legs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they trying to stick. You know, they toys in the electrical socket. Yeah, I pop. I pop her hand. <laughs> she know not. She know not. To, she didn't go there no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you spank out of love. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't I don't do like the beatdowns I used to get now. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I I spank where it it needs to be. Yeah. Okay. Were, were you a troubled child or we, we know you dated the Indian slash white guy. Did you uh, <laughs> do anything else that your parents didn't like or uh... Uh, Well, yeah, I was I was a teen. I got pregnant as a teenager. Oh. So. Ooh. Yeah, I was so a teen that's why mom. Whooped you so. like that. Okay. What? Yeah, oh, you had to be something because you got the combo, you got the switch, the nail gun, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that was that was you know for um, going off um, when I was out when I wasn't supposed to be uh, you know be home for the street lights. Mm-hmm. The street lights came on. I was still riding my bike somewhere around the corner. Yeah. Uh, you know, so stuff like that, or yeah, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. So you got pregnant while in high school? Yes. Oh, I bet that was hard, wasn't it? How, yes. They didn't, didn't try to send you down south or nothing? They just... Okay. No. Um, do that. Actually, I left. Um, I had I had waited till they went to work when I found out I was pregnant. Uh-huh. Um, and I just packed all my stuff and I just left. And went where? Uh, stayed with my best friend. Cause she, my best friend was older than me, so she had her own apartment. So you you didn't come back home after that. My dad made me come back home. Did you told him everything? Um. Oh yeah. I caught my. I caught me and my best friend called him over the phone and told him mm. that I was pregnant. Cause my. Cause growing up, um, I didn't get the sex talk. You know, I got pregnant the very first time I had sex. So hey. my. Cause my. Okay. So see. What had happened was, see, my, I think we my know what mother, happened, but go ahead. <laughs> my mother is a minister. Okay. My father's a deacon. So okay. I was born 
raised yeah. in church. Preacher's church. kids. Right. So it was never talked about like sex. It was always a threat. It was you bet you know, the only talk I got was if you ever get pregnant, you you getting out of here, I'm putting you out. Mm. That was the sex talk I got. So um that was in my mind, that's what I always thought. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I left. Cause that was what my mom had always instilled in me. Is if you ever get pregnant, you getting out of my house. Mm-hmm. You you getting out. So that's what I did. And but my father, he made me come back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad he did that. Did, Malik, did you get the sex talk? Too late. Way too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so so to put the put in, into into context, I was the youngest of five. So I mean, I, they had four other kids, Same and they're just like, he'll be fine. And then when it got to me, my mother waited until I had come home after my freshman year of college. Like, what do you, like, I was wet, long gone and I had come home for that summer and I was like, I should never come home again. And she had had a couple glasses of wine and she just started talking about it. I was just like, my, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm like, I'm like 19. I'm like, well, what, what, what I don't even know what year, how old you are when you go to college for, I think you're maybe like 19 or like 19. Maybe yeah, 18, 19, yeah. 19, 20, 18, 19, 20, too old to yeah. have the conversation for the first time. Just like, I already know everything. Like, there's no hey. nothing to teach wow. going to say right now that I haven't learned anything already. Like, it's too late. I know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. My parents never had to talk with me either. Uh, I think my father tried to talk to me about it after I had my first daughter. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that, Dad. Uh, good looking out. You're my guy, but appreciate it. Yeah, so I think that's hard for parents to do. I mean, you know, you don't want to tell them too much and you don't want to tell them not enough. So I think like private, like you said, sometimes the fear factor works and, uh, you know, but nowadays, you know, the internet, you can watch a video and learn everything you want. A rap video will show you everything you need to know. So mm-hmm. here's another question I have for you guys. What is it a good time to, when you're dating, to talk to someone or tell them about something serious or like a serious medical condition or like, a, you know, and, and would the serious medical condition be, be a deal breaker for you guys once you started liking the person? I suppose if it hinders well, is the serious medical condition something that is going to cut off their life expectancy by like yes, yes? yes. Well, if they're dying, I want to know immediately. <laughs> We're <laughs> all dying, Malik. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they're like, I got six months left, I need to know on day one, two. Um, I, I think if it's, I, I guess it depends on what it is because there are. I guess that opens up the question of is dating someone with a disability of any form an issue? And I don't believe. I guess it depends on what it would be, because um, that's that's a very that's a very wide spectrum of a question. I can narrow it down. I'll make it yeah. more narrow. Um, <clears throat> one one of my uh, clients I talked to. I don't have to say names. He had uh, contracted a, a disease. Uh, he had uh, HIV, but he mm-hmm. said he was taking uh, medication for it. And uh, he has said that he, I don't know, his T cell count was low, whatever. I don't know what it was. And he said he's basically undetectable. And he was dating. He said, you know, I wasn't doing it. I'm just going out and doing this and that or whatever. 
And he said he didn't have to really divulge that information to someone until he knew things were serious. So I guess it comes down to when you consider things to be serious and how soon should you tell them? Is that the first date? Or I mean, most people don't leave with their uh, negatives. Like you don't go on the first date and say, hey, so tell me about yourself. Well, you know, I beat my last girlfriend last, you know, but uh, I'm single now. You know, you don't really want to lead with that. It's not. So I'm just saying, is that a deal breaker for you guys if they, you know, or would you even be mad? I, I think I'd be mad. I'm six months in and you tell me, by the way, <laughs> I've heard of Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. I, I, I don't think you have to tell someone right away unless you two, once you two, um, I guess, start uh, getting more serious and that person is really liking you and you can see it going, you know, really heading somewhere then yeah then you need to let them know before it progresses even more um but i don't think like right when you meet them or the first one or two dates you have to you know divulge all your medical history with someone but um yeah if it gets serious uh yeah you need to tell someone i mean i it happened to me i married somebody that didn't divulge to me that they had a condition so I didn't know nothing about it till we're already married. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. How did you? Uh, yeah. How did you feel about that? I mean, did you still love him? You know, better, I, worse, sickness, and hell. That whole thing. Yeah, I still loved him, but I felt betrayed because he took that, you know, um, away from me. He took that decision away from me to decide on if that's something that I wanted to deal with or not. Right. Yeah. So, at what point could he sh- should have told you? you think would have been a good time in their relationship? Well, how long did y'all date first? Um, Six months. Y'all dated six months? He proposed proposed to me in six months. Okay. And then how soon after the proposal did y'all jump the broom? Um, Probably like... So we dated for a year before we got married. So he proposed in six months. And so we got married probably after the next seven or eight months after the proposal yeah yeah is that kind of why your guys ended your relationship over that situation no 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 it was that that was just only one of the things but Hmm. uh, yeah after it was discovered after he told me the situation um you know then i i was you know i had to deal with it (laughs) okay yeah i had to deal with it so you a soldier then because that one because I guess once you in it you know I guess you ten toe deep I guess so yeah I mean we all go through the yeah. so I, I can respect that mm-hmm. over to you Malik I think uh, I think for that situation circumstance specifically if someone has HIV then it's I think that could be categorized with any other STD that someone may have if it's like you don't have to divulge it at the beginning but I mean like at the very latest before you're sexually active or like you're getting to the point where it's about to be that needs to be like full disclosure anything okay. in that category should be revealed but it would probably just wait to get the more serious um, point in that relationship you don't have to reveal it at the very beginning if he was just going on dates and he was just like meeting people through apps or whatnot and like nothing was going beyond just like meeting him for the first time he doesn't have to tell every single person he met on that app yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's a tough call, tough question. I was just testing you guys out. That's where your thoughts because I buy and sell cars a lot. That's one of my hobbies. And 
I kind of try to look at things from a different lens, you know, juxtapose it, see if this is with this work and that. If I get a car, I want to see the car facts before I buy it. I mean, if I'm dating you, I want to know your last three boyfriends. I want to talk to them. I want to know why they said y'all broke up because, you know, there's three sides of this thing. I need to know what happened because that's just, like I said, I'm old school, but you guys got, y'all working the apps and stuff. I'm sure they got all that information there. Wouldn't that be cool though if that was on the app? She dated these three dudes here, and that's why they broke up. And you get like a star uh, system references. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a reference sheet. I, I, I want to know. I want to know. A, a lot of a lot of those profiles be false. They just on there, you know. They they're fluffers. They they're uh, not. Really? Wow. Yeah, a lot of it is just to try to reel you in. So. I want to see. I've never seen it. I really see what it like. They what they get like four or five of their best pictures up there or something and. Yeah. Okay. Or it'd be it'd be fun to put they old pictures on there from back in high school and stuff. You're like, come come on now, like really? Wow. Okay, Malik. What what, what did your your dating profile pictures look like? What, what did you have up? Well, back in the day, uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> it was it, it was it was a pretty solid profile. It was a pretty yeah. decent profile. I um, I mean, I I never take. It, it's kind of hard because I mean I, I never take any selfies or anything like that. That's not that's never been in like in my like my forte. So I have to grab like group photos and like try to crop in the, the one section that has me in it. Unfortunately, um, but they were all high quality. I, I always try my best to try to dress nice, so it, yeah. it's not too terribly difficult to get somewhat decent photos of me. You only need like five in a profile, and then they have these pre-generated prompts you have to respond to. Um, and then you put in a little bio, it has like your name, your age, and something about yourself, and you just throw it out there into the vast, deep pool of everyone else's profiles, and you just yeah. keep swiping through. And, and does it like, like, uh, make a microcosm of your area? Is it just like shrink it out? Or you, or you could... Well, both. It depends on what you set your parameters to. You can set it down to like just your city, but you can also pay money to have it expanded to the entire country and move your location to wherever you kind of want to. And that it's a lot. And you guys weren't worried about this? I mean, you get it's just it's just so this, wow. It's the way it is. It's just yeah. the way it is now. <laughs> Don't even have a second thought. You're just like, oh, I want to date after yeah, I get a profile. It's rarely where people will approach you now. So, I mean, that's the only kind of way that you kind of dating is because that guy that I was, that was in the store, that was the very first time that a guy has approached me since like 2008. Wow. That just physically walked up to me and started, you know, Mm -hmm. talking to me guys don't do that because mm. I, I think a lot of it is because people have insecurities and they're afraid of the no um so they might i i you know see people looking at me or checking me out but mm. they won't they won't come up to me they won't say hi how are you or they won't do that and and to be the other side of that i agree with that and to be the other side of that i would probably if i'm if i'm ever single again i would probably also and when i was never approach a woman in public just because i think yeah. it's a matter of i don't i think that we've kind of started to evolve in a way where we're trying our best to curb harassment 
in the sense right. of like we don't ever want to be in a situation where we're making i don't ever want to be in a situation where i'm making a woman uncomfortable or like everywhere basically ain't the club like if you're just trying to shop at the grocery store i don't want to stop your whole day just to holler at you like you just, like, I should just let you shop or like right. if, yeah. you're, if you're reading a book at your coffee shop i don't want to disrupt your whole sunday because i think you're pretty and i want to get your number i should just let you i acknowledge that you're pretty in my mind and then let you go about your day and i go about my day and just like it's a whole nervous thing but in a dating app you know that you're both there to find someone to date that's why it's so much easier the context is there i like that i never thought of it like that, that, that that's a good point Malik. because uh like you said at the club everybody know you you're at the meat market it's we buy meat here at the meat market and, and then, <laughs> right yeah but probably you said you were at the store so I think a lot of I've heard a lot of people say I've met at the grocery store. So, you know, you don't want to look like you're crazy, but, you know, and, and the, let, let me ask you this. If you liked a guy private and you was dating for a while, would you ask him to marry you? No. Uh, no. Is that because the rejection thing that Malik talked about? Is that why? Or N- not the rejection. It's just that I feel like if he hasn't asked me, then that must be something that he doesn't want. Oh. I want him to. I want him to want to ask me. I don't want to, because to me, I feel like that's pressure for the woman asking him. Mm. Um, I want him to to feel that way on his own. Hmm. Interesting. So, have any of your girlfriends ever asked a guy to marry him, or? Would you, would you would you ask the guy out though? But you wouldn't ask him to marry you. Is that fair? Uh, mm. I don't really think that I kind of asked him. I don't. It, 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 it's not a desperate thing. I mean, yeah. I don't, no. Okay. How would you feel, Malik, no. if a girl you were single and a girl asked you out? Would you, would you, how would you it feel? It would about? be so relieving, man. It's so hard. It's so hard and stressful. I mean, like the whole dating thing, there's so much pressure on the guy where it's like you have to make the first move. You have to right. be funny. You have to be kind. You have to be charming. You have to do man. all the things. You have to pay for it. All and, like that. It would be so nice just the one time, one time for the girl to reach out and be like, hey, do you want to go to the to the arcade or do you want right. to go to the exactly. ice skating or something like yes i'm gonna say yes like, right you're gonna turn that down <laughs> well i do ask him out after a date ask me oh, out for the first that... time yeah. oh but you so ain't gonna do it first he, okay yeah well yeah after he initially asked me out then that don't count after that then i'll be like hey, you know <laughs> um, I, I read an article today where this lady said she's a single mom and stuff and she said you know what if for me to go out with a guy it costs me more to go on a date with him than he thinks dinner is she said I gotta get a uh, babysitter I gotta get her hair done I gotta get my nails done I might go get a new outfit because I ain't been out in a while she, so she said anytime a dude ask her out she said I'm gonna need you to cash at me 250 up front before we go out so I was like Fitty. oh Wow. Two fifty. I was like, well, dang, you know. I think oh, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I think guys are kind of more attracted to women. I mean, because you don't always have to go out on a date. You can say, hey, let's go to the park, you know. And then again, you don't want to necessarily bring her say kids with you. But there's some other creative things you can do. It's not always about spending money. Uh, I, I don't know. How, how much money is a would you spend on on your first date, Malik? How much did you spend on that first date? 
when I was on the dating apps, I was doing the most free things I could find in the city. You have no you idea. Go. I the, I tell you what, the art listen, the art museums are normally free. Okay, those are fantastic first dates. Yeah. Throwing that out there. That's a freebie. You can have that one. Uh-huh. And uh, walks in the park, like going downtown, like grabbing Ooh, a coffee. Romantic. Maybe on the first date, I would probably spend like maybe what two coffees is like six dollars eight dollars yep. and then go for a walk and there keep you it simple on the first day man take a, a selfie too oh man it's, dang no <laughs> oh, no selfie okay no okay selfies. you don't want on no memories day. of it okay yeah nope i personally don't here. want a guy to take me out on the i don't want to be taken out i would prefer to meet at the park um just yeah. like you said take a walk like mm, go nice. down to the canal um, mm-hmm. I prefer to meet at Starbucks or Panera, have some hot chocolate and just conversation mm-hmm. because my past experience dating history of, you know, some guys, if they pay, you know, they, they think that they can, right, lay. Yeah. So um, I, I prefer not to uh, go out for dinner and surprisingly, um, when I say that, like on the, you know, the, the dating apps, and when they do ask me, like, hey, you know, you know, when we get to that point of where they want to meet me, mm-hmm. and so they ask, you know, can we go to dinner? And I usually just say, you know, let's meet at the park. And okay. the majority of the time, they don't want to meet at the park. Mm. They want to go out to dinner. And I'm like, well, you know, I prefer, you know, let's let's meet at Starbucks or, you know, so you know, some of them they don't they they want to, you know, take you out, but I yeah. prefer not to. Okay. I prefer just because I don't know if we you know, we're the you know, like we're going to jail or right. have chemistry, so I don't want nobody to feel like they've spent you know, a lot of money. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's understandable because like I said, a lot of people, you guys have pointed out that even on these apps, these people aren't really presenting the real, the real selves. So I, mm-hmm. in my book, I have a chapter called The Six Month Front. It says up to, after six months, you really know the person by then because you can be with somebody for six, seven months and you don't know what your relationship is until you're in a group of people and y'all stand around and you introduce her. You say, this is my... And then she looks, yeah, what am I? What am I to you? So you really don't know. So th- that's something you got to know. So, so Malik, tell me, what do you think uh, women want when you when you when you're trying to date somebody? What, what is they looking for? Oh, that varies between every woman. Every woman, I think, is looking for something different. Um, especially, uh, I would say, specifically through the dating apps, which is something that you find out within the first maybe like three times or four times i think that's the fourth time or so that you meet up with someone it's like that's when you get to the point where it's like we're not just maybe having fun anymore it's coming up on about a month what are we looking for and that's when you start having those conversations of what if you're looking for something that's like casual or if you're looking for something that's uh, more serious i feel like more women that i've encountered recently are looking for casual things they're not looking for something with a title or like something that's more committed um but obviously the i found a lovely woman that is looking for something longer term mm-hmm. um i i think what's interesting right now is that coming out of the ongoing still pandemic is that i feel like most younger people are looking to have more experiences than long-term relationships True. so yeah. they're kind of looking for like more casual relationships right now at least that's what it feels like the environment is 
Mm-hmm. But then again, we're getting into what we call cuffing season. And typically, <laughs> yeah. during the holiday season, oh, people yeah. like to get into these little relationships that last a couple of months and get the cute little Christmas gifts and then dip out before Valentine's Day comes around. So, right. I mean, well, we're looking at that. It changes. It changes. Mm. He's scaring me. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's <laughs> the game, man. Right. Private, what, what do men want from women? I wish I knew. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wish I knew. Um, okay, I, I, yeah, can, I, I can flip that question. Yeah. What would make you a good catch? Other than you know how to pick good cereal. What, what would a guy like? What, what would he say? Yeah, she the one. She the one. What, <laughs> what it was because okay. Um, I offer stability. Mm. Um, you know, faithful, loyal, uh, respectful. Um. Yeah, that's that's those are the, the kind of some of the main things. Let me ask you this one, Private. Is mm-hmm. this a deal breaker if you date a guy and uh, we made it past Malik's four weeks, and now we're sitting there <laughs> and we, we're ready for the tough questions, and he tell you, "Hey, back in college, I experimented with guys, but I'm straight now." Is that a deal breaker? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He said he's yes. straight now. He good. He don't do it no more. He delivered. Oh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm good. No. I'm <laughs> no. So you you prejudiced to somebody. I'm who... not prejudiced. It's that's, I don't want someone totally straight from, from so, childhood to adulthood. Okay. All right. Boy, you don't know when they're going to revert. Like <laughs> <laughs> a backslide. So you saying you don't want the competition from other women? And uh, I, I think I think men are okay. Malik, is that a deal breaker for you? The girl said, "Hey, I experimented in college one time." Nope, not at all. See, men are more forgiving, aren't they, Malik? We are. Actually, we are more forgiving in that specific aspect. Yes, we are. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just we just are in that aspect. You got you got to love the men. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to the uh, second part of the show before we wrap it up. It's called Getting to Know You section. It's one of my favorite things I like to do on the show. I'm just going to ask you guys some questions about your, uh, not that you haven't told us good stuff already, but just a little more in-depth questions and just uh, see what you think. Uh, I'll give you guys the same question. We'll start with uh, Malik first. What is your relationship like with your parents at this time? At this time, um, my my relationship with my parents have, has always been good, but I feel like I don't reach out to them enough, for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like I should simply call my mother more. Um, I For some reason, I have it in my mind where um, my sister right now, my oldest sister, she has two kids and they're teenagers right now. And in my mind, I keep having it that I'm gonna call them so much more often when I eventually have kids for myself, but that's not gonna be like for at least another five years, but I mm-hmm. should just, cash in now and just like talk to my parents more often i don't know what i'm waiting on i mean i know i'm busy with like school and work but i mean like i should just I, it should be better it's good but it should definitely be more communicative okay okay uh Prophet, what about you um my relationship with my parents is very good um the only thing i i wish they were here i wish we were in the same city mm-hmm. is, okay um yeah, what like i would like two three hour drive from your parents Three and a half. Okay. What about you, Malik? How far are your parents away? Three hour drive. Okay. All right. So y'all both left home and just went away. Okay. That's good because a lot of kids stay right there. Uh, question two. 
uh, from at first. In what ways have you grown as a person from your dating experiences? How has it changed you, helped you, or hurt you? Um, I how it changed me is that I kind of stopped being so um, gullible. Mm. Um, and so um, accepting of um, a lot of things and more of knowing my worth mm. and what I deserve. Thanks. So, so if a guy asks you, you're eating chicken and watermelon, you know just to walk away sooner. I can respect <laughs> that. I can respect that. Okay, Malik. I think the most valuable things I've taken away from dating so far have been expanding on empathy and developing emotional intelligence which is incredibly valuable for so many relationships um there's some there's one of my favorite movies of all time is hitch from 2005 and it's the the most timeless rom-com of all time and there's some (laughs) things in that movie that will smith's character says that are still valuable today where he was trying to teach um homeboy how to uh get the girl where he says you need to listen and respond which is like (laughs) so simple but so valuable in so many relationships that people just lack that basic skill listen to your partner and respond to what they're trying to say to you Mm. um you just take that's so valuable it's 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 a simple skill but you just got to work on it you sound like you got it down, Malik, boy. <laughs> if, you, you, if you and your girl don't work out, they can be calling you like, girl, he listened <laughs> and he responded, okay? All right. Next question. We'll go with Malik first. What's the most difficult thing you've gone through in your young life? Man, the most difficult thing I've gone through so far, I think it was probably a feeling of failure a failure shortly after graduation from undergrad so when I graduated from undergrad I felt like I did I felt like I was the man I had done everything I've been in so many organizations I got in the good grades I did it all and then boom I could not get a job for like nine months and, you know your own your own Instagram and you see all your friends moving around the country and they getting all this stuff and everything looks so glamorous and you're just like I can't get my life together and that that time frame felt so incredibly long but in the in the grand scheme and especially looking at it now that was like three three four-ish years or three-ish years ago Mm -hmm. and i've grown so much and now i've had several jobs and i've moved up up and up and up every single year and now i'm getting my master's and i'm gonna excel even more it's just like i'm looking at that time frame as if it was the end of the world to me at the time but i mean Mm -hmm. like it felt like a huge failure to everything i worked up for for so long i've been going to school for my entire life and i just couldn't I, I, I couldn't rebound, and yet here I have, even stronger than ever. So absolutely, uh, therefore your last name. Good. That's why you got that name. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that does sound very familiar to an episode of, of Grownish, but is it? Yeah, yeah, that happened on Grownish. I didn't finish all of Grownish, but that is exactly what happened to me. And maybe they, maybe I, uh, they, they based it off me. <laughs> right. That's what they're still That that's a real thing because because when you go to school, I mean, you 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 giving up a lot, but you're learning a lot and. You know, it's not easy to get get out of school, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? What's something challenging that you had to go through? Well, probably your marriage was that part of it. Oh yeah, that was a challenge. But no, um, I would say the most challenging thing that I had to go through um, was 
the disappointment of me getting pregnant at 16 because I graduated from high school when I was 17. Um, But the disappointment came in is where my parents were so disappointed in me and I didn't get a chance. Well, I did some community college, but they thought my life was over Mm. once I got, you know, pregnant because my parents are much older. They had me later in life. So, you know, they were real old school. And so my mother spent my college tuition because I got pregnant. Yeah. That's powerful right there. So she felt like my life was over and I wasn't going to go to school. So even though I did my um, 11th grade year, um, pregnant and all, I kept going because, you know, back then they send the pregnant girls to... Uh, like a different school mm-hmm. I said no I'm still going to I still went to school every day belly and all there you go and um, you know gradu- even graduated early when I was 17 mm-hmm. but I had to go get a job and you know go to community college um, and you know take care of my son at the age of 17 on my own moved out got my own place but yeah it was my mother, she spent my entire college fund on remodeling the house, and wow. so yeah, that that was deep. Okay, thank you for your candor in that one. Yeah. Uh, we gotta go back with you, Private. Who is somebody that really knows you, Private? Somebody that knows Private. They could be like, yeah, my, my best friend. The one you moved out with in high school at that time? No, 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 no. Oh, you got no, my best friend, friend now. Okay, you got two Yeah, that was friends. yeah, high school. Yeah, that, that was high school best friend. Okay. But no, my my best friend now. Yeah. I thought Drake said no new. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Malika, who knows Malik? Who knows the man? I saw your pictures on Instagram. If you get good pictures, guys, y'all check him out. This dude does modeling <laughs> no. stuff. I mean, he he oh, just take the regular oh, wow. stuff. Oh man, he has some oh, good I stuff. Know. But go ahead, um, Malik. Who knows you? My my oldest friend, I have this friend named Daryl. We we grew up together. We've been friends since the first grade, and we we gone. We went to every class together up until high school, and then I went away for college. But I mean, we to day one, like doesn't matter how much time passes between us. Um, as soon as we get on the phone together, it's like no time has passed at all. It's just completely timeless. We're on the same Wi-Fi. We can have conversations without even opening up our mouths, looking at each other, exchanging glances. Like what just happened? It's 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 amazing. He knows me like the back of his hand. I know him the same way. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> this one's to Malik first. What celebrity do you get uh, told you look like the most, or who you may even think you look like? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this uh, series on Hulu. It's called Abbott Elementary. Yes. Um. Yes. Gregory, who plays one of the teachers, who was also everybody hates Chris. Yeah. Chris yeah. From everybody hates Chris. Uh-huh. I get told that me and him are very similar. We do look pretty similar, and like his character in Abbott Elementary is very uh, adjacent to myself for sure. Okay. Like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do like that show. It's great show. You kind of remind yeah. me of Kenny Lattimore too. I don't know if you know him. You might, might be too. Yeah. I don't think so. No, okay. I would have to look him up. I'm Can you see? He, he's way older than you. Just kind of similar faces. Do you think so, Tacola? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Private? Who who they say you look like? 
don't know about now, but growing up, um, I always used to get MC Light. Um, I would get uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam and um, Kelly Rowland. Okay. Mm. All Those right. are all the three that I've been told. Okay. I just think I look like me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but you know what? There's everybody got a twin somewhere though. I think you got a twin in each nationality too. Because you just said like that dude, like if he was, don't he look like a you know? Yeah. Do, do you have anybody like that, Takola? Did anybody tell you that you look like somebody famous? Yeah, it's a wide range of people. <laughs> Who you got? Give give me two of yours. Um uh uh, Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you sound my dad like her. Used to say I look like her. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm-hmm. Big eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let that hair out because you got long hair. Let that hair out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, going back to private. Do you believe in love at first sight? You think that's a real thing? No. Mm. Not at all. No, you ain't so you ain't never saw somebody stop, look back, and like. Hmm. No, I, I believe in handsome at first sight, <laughs> or he's attractive <laughs> at first sight, but love at first. No. You know they got a whole TV show on that. Okay. I watch it. Married at first sight. I Married at first sight. Love since, since twenty fourteen. Would you do they that had show? Season finale uh, Wednesday. Would you huh? do that show, Married at First Sight? If the experts... No, not okay. at, not after my marriage that I went through. Heck, no. Dang. No. It's not like you went through the fire in that one, boy. He hurt you. Because <laughs> marriage, is, marriage is, 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 is a serious thing, and I felt like I was going to be married, you know, till death did me part. Mm-hmm. I never planned on getting a divorce, and so, yeah, m- marriage is a serious thing, so, no, I would not take that lightly So, so at you're, all. you're... Going looking at marriage again, you think you're gonna have different? I mean, you sitting there with that like a magnifying glass now. You gonna be a? I mean, the next guy he gonna feel it. I mean, no, not a magnifying glass. For me, I would pay more attention to the red flags. Okay. I I was given so many red flags and I chose to overlook them. Um, God was telling me don't marry this man and I was being disobedient and married him anyways and Mm -hmm. so you know I got what I got (laughs) don't throw a fit yeah Okay. because that's I want you know we wanted to be married it wasn't that that was what we you know God's plan it was like we did that on our own Mm -hmm. so yeah I, I wouldn't do that again pay attention to red flags that's what I would do okay Malik do you believe in love at first sight Uh-oh, he's thinking. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I do believe, I believe in deep infatuation, yes, but I also believe that love right. is something you have to work at. It can't be yes. something you just instantly get at a glance. Mm. And would you ever do that show? Would you trust the, the, uh, <laughs> the no? I ain't even got to go there. Listen, no. <laughs> I can't, I, I, no. None, I've seen so many of the love uh, reality television shows, I can't see myself on a single one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, now that I've got older, I think I'm shallow because if I'm standing up there like a, a married at first sight and the wrong girl turn that corner, cut the camera, cut. I'm out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like me. I'm out. I can't do it. I mean, because, and, and I've learned that, you know, it's nothing wrong with that because you got to get what you want because if you don't get what you want, especially for a guy because we're visual creatures, 
every time which you won't walks by at Walmart, you can be looking like, so you might as well just get what you want. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But Malik, have you done some research on marriage? You seem to be so young. You seem so uh, pensive about this. You you seem like you've researched. Are you ready for marriage? Is that something you? In the future, I 100% will be. I'm not ready right now. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, but no, I mean, knowing that that is my inevitable future, I definitely, it's something that I've wanted to, wanted. I've taken the time to talk with so many of my friends who are married mm. and um, their parents about it and just gain their perspectives on it more so than because um, I've never been married before um, never been down that road but I know it is going to be a part of my future never been engaged or anything never been engaged okay all right so what do you think what do you think you'd have an issue with in marriage because we all have them I mean I don't know if people I mean you can't really I'm not expecting you to predict the future, but you seem like you checked all the boxes. I mean, what could throw you for a loop? I personally am a type of per. I um I do have an introverted personality, so I You're do right. like having my alone time, which I know is probably going to be something that may be a challenge in a marriage, especially. I mean, like I've also never lived with a significant other before, so that's already going to be the first hurdle of like trying to find the mm-hmm. balance between giving enough attention and also making sure I maintain my own sanity with having some alone time by myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that that's going to be a, mostly a matter of communication and just having that uh, established as well as possible. Also something small, I feel like I'm a very clean person oh, and yeah. having other people's physical messes in the house is going to be something I feel like is also going to be an issue that I'm going to have to deal with. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you a freebie here. And you can thank me about this later. Find out how your fiance or whoever you marry, find out how they like the temperature. That's free. Mm. Thank me later. All right. Mm. uh, Next question here is, uh, what's what's one part of yourself that you feel you still need work on? Something you still need to work on. Oh, patience. Patience. Okay. Okay. Yes. I completely understand. What about you, Malik? What's something you need to work on? Man, which one first? I mean, <laughs> what? Um, something I should work on. I think um, I think empathy is a consistent thing that you're developing. I feel like uh, for a long time, I saw a lot of people's issues maybe as maybe not as important to the grand schemes. Like if I don't know, someone trying to think of an example of something small. Like if someone lost a coffee mug and I'd be like, oh, someone like, oh, you lost a coffee mug. We can just go get another one. Like it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. Um, versus that same day. Maybe there was a shooting in the city. I'm just like, there's so many bigger things going on right now. How are we upset about a coffee mug? But at the right. same time, you gotta like, you gotta like find this medium. Like you can't just compare everything to like the greater pic- to the greater picture, you know. Um, so I think that just main- developing more empathy and just having, um, you know, seeing things from other people's eyes, you know, is is super valuable that I can always consistently try to work on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess okay. I think one thing I had to work on, even though the show is not about me, I think I had to work on taking people at their word. For example, if we're having a, a discussion and you say something like, well, every time this happens, I'm thinking, so every time you're using absolutes. So, but then I've, I've learned 
that when people say something, it's not really all of that. It's when emotions get high, the reason tends to be lowered. So you have to give give a little in, in discussions like that. And, you know, I think what would you say? Listen and respond. I wrote that down. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, last question in this round. Okay, there's two more. So this one is kind of on the same thing. Do you guys feel you know yourselves? Do we do we know who we own our various selves? I do. Yes. No, no surprises there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know yourself, Takola. You good? I'm a learner. Okay. All right. <laughs> Respect that. Last question: Have you guys ever been cheated on or cheated on someone? <laughs> oh, they both did the same head nod. Hmm. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Hey. Well, let me tell you some stories. <laughs> Great, Where do I begin? Should I start? Since, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I've never cheated, but yes, I have been cheated on numerous times. Hmm. And you forgave? Was it hard to forgive that? Oh yeah, I was gone. Um, oh wow, you don't you just you just out? Because I know myself, I'm not an insecure type of a person, and I tried to forgive. Um, this was when I was engaged one time, not to my husband, I was um, engaged before mm-hmm. and he cheated on me. Got a girl pregnant. Well, yeah. So, you know, that yeah. kind of ended the engagement, but I was, you know, it still didn't stop me loving him mm-hmm. and what we had built. And so after maybe about five, six months, Later, you know, I, I tried to forgive. So we we, we tried because he was just really sorry and and all that. But it changed me. So now I'm that person of because I, you know, don't go through phones or emails or, you know, where are you going? What time are you coming back and all that? That's not me. But it changed me into, you know, like when he did leave, like, hmm, is he really going to work? Is he where he, you know, really says he is? Mm-hmm. Um, every time his phone ring or he get a notification, is that, you know, so now it's changing me. And so I'm like, no, I, I can't. Okay. Because I, you know, I just didn't want to live like that. That's not who I am. Okay, fair enough. I can respect that. And I think uh, one thing that talks in this life coaching uh, course I took, the guy could have helped ease that pain by when he went somewhere, he would call you and say, hey, I'm here right now or so you ain't got to wonder, hey, I'm going to go to the store just letting you know you need anything or I'll be home in 10 minutes or just kind of check in with you a little more to kind of ease that pain. So it wasn't all your fault. So I can. Yeah, that probably that probably would have helped. But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 We, we, we all work in the process. OK, Malik. Mm-hmm. So on you for the last question for a thousand. Have you ever <laughs> been cheated on or did you cheat on someone? Drum roll, please. I have never cheated on someone. However, I have been uh, my first uh, well, my first relationship in high school I was cheated on, but that was I mean I almost don't count things in high school because I was a kid, but it's kind of traumatizing for it to be you know like your first romantic relationship and then like you know it ends up you know you get cheated on and I was a kid so I didn't know my worth so I kind of just stuck it out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good. But eventually I got out, and in college um, I was seeing a girl for a couple of months and came to find out that she was also seeing another guy that I knew and it was like that was um it was it, jarring is probably the word um 
But at that time, I also didn't really have a high amount of self-worth yet. So I was sticking around a little bit for that. It wasn't an official relationship, but it was also, I mean, like a, it was something we were still seeing each other for this time period and found out that I wasn't literally was not the only guy she was seeing. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a, now, now that I'm at the point of self-respect that I, that I have developed over the couple of years, I would say that at this point right now, I would immediately leave. I would not be trying to drag anything on. I wouldn't be trying to salvage anything. I just know that I'm, if, if you are romantically involved or interested in anybody other than me, put them first, by all means, just let me go. Like, I know if, if you've seen anybody else, just like, go ahead. I'm good. Like, I'm good. Choose me or lose me. Like, this is that's just the, the way it has to be. Hold on. Choose me or lose. <laughs> that's just the way it got to be. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They always say if, you, uh, if you're torn between two people, go with the second one because you met me first and then you chose them so just stay with them so yep i can get exactly. that well, okay guys i really appreciate your guys dropping about the lab and giving us this information i want to um end with a few things before i ask you this here's another fact according to the web approximately 41 percent of mixed race couples end a divorce within the first 10 years of marriage with a black husband and a wife wife as the statistics the top two reasons for divorce in these categories include number one conflict and conflict and two infidelity or a lack of sex so with that being said i want to ask you guys to give me your final thoughts or anything you want to say or clear up before we end this show and i say my final thoughts is there anything you want to say i want to clear on this and that is did i get it all are we good i think we might have got it yeah okay okay all right all right, Nicole. You want to give a shout out to to, to the skincare one more time? What, what's that website for our skincare product? Emiru. 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 You guys said it's Emiru. Good stuff. I use it. Rolls off the tongue. All right. Well, let me go ahead and do my final thoughts. My final thoughts is this: I got five takeaways. Is this number one? Successful relationships happen when there's a foundation of mutual respect. A willingness to learn about each other's cultural differences is vital to the interracial dating. If you plan on starting a family with someone outside your race, be sure to communicate about all the intricacies that come with having a mixed child and personal concerns. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with dating outside your race, but the reason for it should be more about the positive preference or coincidence rather than putting down your own race, not that that happened here. And finally, have an open heart and an open mind when dating in general, but especially when dating outside your race, there will always be more to learn and more to teach. And we can do that from each other. I wanna thank my guests, the great Malik, Pravet, and of course, Tacola Alicia Keys Jr. Remember, everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know yours. So until next time, keep reaching for the moon. And even if you fall, you'll still be among the stars. Peace. Thank you.